alert, red alert, all hands to the battle station. This is episode 3, the Gavroche, being recorded on July 9th, 2015, and being released on July 10th, 2015. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Battle Station. I'm your host, Tucker, and I have a slightly different episode in store for you than some of you probably expected. See, I know at the end of last week, I teased that I was going to do the USS Raven. I mean, some some of you probably figured that out. Um, and then... In the middle of the week, I got the craziest, most absurd idea I have ever had. Um, so, I'm not doing The Raven, and I'm also probably not going to tease my next episode anymore. Uh, just because, you know, um, that didn't work out so well this past time. So... Today we're going to be working with the Gavroche. Um, I have... The, the Gavroche is... Uh, it, I, I'm not sure if it was actually named in uh, the show. The Gavroche is a Maquis Raider. It is the Raider... Uh, minor spoilers for DS9, I guess. Uh, it's the Raider that Michael Eddington commands uh, once he you know, unveils as a Maquis spy and goes and runs off and has a great episode where he runs around calling Ben Sisko Javert nonstop for ever. Um and uh it, it it's a cool it's a pretty cool looking ship in my opinion. Um it has the only competitive history it has is that it was one of the blind buy ships for the first collective OP series, which meant that some people had to include it in their list. Um it well let's let's go over the ship and you'll see you'll see where the concerns lie so i'm gonna pull up my trusty space dock here space dock by the way is a great program i am using two programs primarily for this show uh, when i talk about car text on the show i am looking on space dock as i do it while i am researching things for this show uh, there's a, a fleet builder called utopia that's uh, pretty new it doesn't have the best interface for fleet building, but it has the easiest to use searchable text feature of any fleet builder I have yet to see. Um, I really like it, so I'm recommending it's web-based. Just Google Utopia, S-T-A-W, stall, and you'll find it. All right, so let's talk about the Gavroche. Uh, the Gavroche is a independent Maquis Raider class. It is 22 points. It is unique. It has... A lineup of two attack, three agility, three hull, three shields, two crew, no techs, one weapon, 90 degree forward arc, no rear arc. It does get the uh, the Federation action bar scan, battle stations, evasive maneuvers, and target lock. I I guess we can't call them evasive maneuvers anymore because there's that. No, that's evasive action, so it's different. Um, its movement dial is uh, what I tend to think of as a, a fairly typical Klingon dial, actually. Uh, it's got one and two green... Its green maneuvers are one and two straight forward, one banks, white maneuvers 
are three and four forward, two and three banks, two and three hard turns. Only red maneuver is a three come about. Uh, that, if I am recalling correctly, is basically the same dial as the Negvar. Um, it has an ability as a unique ship, and that ability is action. Disable up to two of your crew upgrades and add plus one attack die to each of your attacks this round for each crew upgrade you disabled with this action. Okay, advantages of this ship. Uh, it's really cheap. That, again, uh, uh, that is a major, major advantage when we're working with these kinds of uh, ships because it means we have a lot of room to build on. Um, its action is very, very interesting. Generally speaking, uh, taking an action to get one attack die is not worth it ever, especially with a drawback. Taking an action to get two attack dice can be worth it depending on the drawback. One of the most powerful cards in the game, especially in the early history of the game, was of course Montgomery Scott, the Federation Five Point Crew, who among other abilities can take an action, disable two of your shields, get plus two attack dice. Well, here's the thing. Disabling two crew is a pretty big drawback, but there's a really critical word here that changes it, which is disable two of your crew upgrades and add plus one attack die to each of your attacks this round. In other words, this isn't just plus two attack dice, it's plus two attack dice for every attack you make. Now, that can be a little hard to do under some circumstances, but uh, we've got some tricks up our sleeve, so let's see what we can manage. Before we do that, though, we're going to talk about the downside. Oh, one, one other thing. The maneuver dial is pretty nice. Um, nothing red except the come about is nice. Two, white uh, two hards are, are, are very good under many circumstances. Having a come about is nice. Okay, weaknesses. Um, we're looking at 90 degrees of coverage here. Yep. It's a maneuver on 90 degrees, but it's 90 degrees. And when you get them in that 90 degree arc, you're going to be shooting with two dice base that's kind of awful. The agility is nice, um, but it, it only really amounts to about one of eight on average, which isn't really going to save you because again, um, you know, three hull, three shields. Uh, also, no tech slots, uh, only two crew slots and one weapon slot, not a lot of room to work with here. So basically, our goal for this ship, th this is not a ship that traditionally has a role in a fleet. I mean, you want to talk about ships that are traditionally just considered bad, uh, this is going to be one of them. But it has a unique ability, which is the ability to add attack dice in volume to multiple attacks as one action. It is a downside of its own that that takes an action to use, because that leaves us with no actions for our economy. But we're going to see if we can exploit it. So the first card I'm going to add is basically the multi-attack card. Obviously, this is a ship that wants to multi-attack all the time. Well, here's going to be the way to do it. It's one of the few ships in the. It's one of the few cards in the game. Pardon me, that allows you to multi-attack repeatedly the same target, and it just got released in retail, so there's no real reason not to go to it. And that, my friends, is the Ferengi missile launchers. Those are missile launchers, I suppose. And they say this, they are a three-point Ferengi weapon. They are not unique. Two attack dice base, range one to two. 
And you start to question, why are we using this weapon? Well, here's how it works. Attack, disable this card to perform this attack. Make two attacks against ships in your forward firing arc. Roll separate attack dice for each of these attacks. Any crit results that would inflict damage on an opponent's shields, inflict critical damage to that ship's hull instead. Okay, this is pretty good with the Gavrosh ability because the Gavrosh will be adding two dice to each of these attacks. So suddenly we'll be making two attacks at four dice each, which really is actually pretty good. Um, essentially, that's like taking a uh, an eight die s sphere forty two seventy and splitting it between two ships. Now, I mean, obviously that's a little easier to manage, but again, we're working with the Gavrosh here, so we'll take what we can get. But here is the question. We already are using the ship's action to get those extra attack dice. We are using a weapon that requires us to re-enable it every turn. Is it possible to get quality on this attack without the ship's base action and needing to re-enable the weapon every round with only two crew slots? Well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to make our job a lot easier from the outset by adding quality and adding crew slots. And we're going to do that by taking the Klingon Captain Worf and the independent Klingon flagship. So Worf is a three-point Klingon Captain, five skill, no elite talent, unfortunately, off the IKS Karaga. And he says, when attacking, you may reroll all of your blank results one time. Now, if you haven't kept up with Worf rulings, and I really don't blame you if you haven't, they have recent, I guess it's not too recent anymore, a couple weeks ago they ruled that when attacking does not incur the May rule. In other words, this will work on every single attack we make in a turn. Great! So now we have our rerolls. Okay, we have our blank rerolls. We only need to get battle stations. We're halfway there, you guys. The independent Klingon flagship, obviously, or not flagship, oh my goodness, fleet captain. Oh my goodness. Look at me. Look at me. I'm a mess. The independent Klingon fleet captain says, we're going to add two crew slots and an elite talent slot, but we're not We're not going to end up using that, spoiler alert. And every crew on the ship costs minus one point. So now we're working with four crew slots. Okay, that's going to be a lot easier to manage. But the ship is 22, Wharf is 3, the independent Klingon flagship is 5, and the missile launchers cost 4 because we're paying a cross-faction penalty. We're already at 34 points. This is beginning to look tight, and let me tell you, this is going to be extremely tight. So obviously if we're doing a weapon action economy thing, the first crew member we're going to add is once again Loger. If you're not familiar with him, he's a two-point Federation crew. It says when attacking with a weapon that requires you to disable it, you may disable him instead. We've used him, I think, on both of our recent shows. Did we use him on the Equinox? We, have, we did not use him on the Equinox, but we used him on the Geminar battleship. And we're going to use him again here. Okay, three crew slots left. We're going to need something to undisable all of my crew every turn. That's going to be Phlox. Phlox, once again, is a two-point Federation crew upgrade. And he says, during the activation phase, 
you may disable this card to remove all disabled tokens from all of your other crew upgrades. This is incredibly important. He can be used at any time during the action activation phase. The entire build relies on this. So I should mention, by the way, um, normally we'd be paying a cross-faction penalty on flocks and loger. In fact, we still technically are, but the one point uh, reduction from the Klingon flagship kicks in, so we're still only spending two points on each of these guys, uh, which means we're still only at 38 points here. Okay. We're also going to need some quality, uh, and we're going to get that with Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock, again, five point Federation crew upgrade, and he says if your ship has a uh, scan token beside it when you attack, which by the way was also covered by the May ruling when you when you attack works like when attacking, you may convert all of your battle stations results into hit results. Okay, so we have three crew slots filled out of four. We have one crew slot left. We have seven points left. And we have one action to re-enable flocks and to get a scan token for Spock. For some of you who are up to date with your current ship releases, you may see where I'm going with this. The first five of those points is going to be our old friend William T. Riker. Uh, five point Federation crew upgrade. Add one crew upgrade slot to your upgrade bar. So even after we take him, we still have one last crew upgrade. After you move, you may disable this card to perform the action on one of your crew, talent, or tech upgrades, or your captain's action as a free action. And then, with our last two points and our last crew slot, we're going to use Alyssa Ogawa off the USS Pasteur two-point mirror universe crew upgrade action remove one disabled token from one of your tech or crew upgrades and then perform a scan or evade action as a free action okay so our ship is now full have we accomplished our goal yes how does this work this is going to take some explaining. So, I have created a spreadsheet for your viewing pleasure to assist you in the next phase of this episode as I explain how the hell this build actually works. That spreadsheet is available at the URL j.mp forward slash bse03. That again is j.mp slash bse03. Okay, I'm going to give you a second to go look that up. So pause the podcast here and get this open, and I will do the same. Okay, we back? Good. Okay, so we're looking at our handy-dandy chart, and on this chart, you will see the action routine you are going to take every single turn. Uh, your first turn is going to look a, a little different than your second turn, which is a lot more complicated. And uh, I've handily marked uh, every crew member on this ship uh, with either a green N or a red Y. And what that means is if there is a green N, then that upgrade is not disabled. If there is a red Y, then it is disabled. So, 
Here's how this works. At the start of your first turn, everybody is enabled. Uh, this assumes that you have not been hit with Jen Francisco, who completely screws this build. So your first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna after you're gonna move, obviously. Then after you move, you're gonna activate Riker. He will become disabled. You will activate Riker to give one of your crew upgrades a free action. That will be Ogawa. Ogawa will re-enable Riker and give Spock a scan token. Still nothing is disabled. You take your ship's action for the turn. It really doesn't matter who you disable at this point as long as it's not flocks. I've marked Ogawa and Spock down, but again, it really doesn't matter. So then your next step is, since you can use him at any point during the activation phase, you now disable flocks to re-enable Ogawa or Spock. Only flocks is disabled at this point. Come combat, you shoot the missiles, um, you have rerolls from Worf, your scan and your Spock quality. So four dice with the Gavrosh ability for each attack with rerolls and battle stations and load your will disable to keep the missiles from disabling. Okay, follow me so far? Good, because now it gets really complicated. On your next turn, you now will start with Loger and Flocks disabled. Here's what you do. You're free, you first use Riker, disabled, to use Ogawa. Riker is now disabled. Ogawa takes her action and re-enables Flocks. Loger and Riker are now disabled. You use the Gavrosh ability to disable Ogawa and Spock, meaning the only card on your ship that is not disabled now is Phlox, but then you use Phlox to re-enable everyone else, and now only he is disabled. You shoot again with your missiles, Loger will disable, and now you're at where, at where you were at the start of the turn, and you do the same thing for the rest of the game. Do not under any circumstances, get an auxiliary power token. This is a little bit complicated, but what it means is that every single turn of the game, you will have the USS Gavroche. If you have it in arc, it will do two attacks with battle stations and rerolls. This may not be the strongest thing in the world, but it sure as heck is not something they'll be expecting from the Gavrosh. And uh, here's a secret, by the way. If this is in a fleet with Admiral Worf, and Admiral Worf uh, activates after this little, th this little chain of actions, you'll also get another four-die attack with reroll and battle stations from that as well. So, once again, our entire build put together is the Gavrosh at 22 points, Worf at three points. Remember, independent Klingon flagship makes him an independent captain, so you don't pay a faction penalty for him. So 25 points so far, 30 for the independent fleet captain, 32 for Alyssa Ogawa, 34 for Phlox, 36 for Loger, 41 for William T. Riker, 46 for Mr. Spock, and 50 for missile launchers. So that's our uh, show for the day. I have no idea if any of you like this build, but please somebody give it a try and tell me how it goes. 
I recommend printing out that spreadsheet and taking it with you for ease of reference. Uh, so please, please, please tell me if you do that. Um, also, I would love it if you guys would give me some reviews on iTunes. Uh, one last thing, once again, just a reminder about Stephen Toons' uh, Super QOP series at Gen Con. Go ahead and give that a check out. You'll get a chance to win, I think, every single QOP prize in one go. Uh, it'll only be about four rounds, so that sounds like a great chance to pick up some ships that you might be missing. But uh, until next time, stand down red alert and secure from Battle Station.